0: Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network at republicbroadcasting.org. Hour two of the broadcast here on this Friday, the 26th of January, 2024. I'm your host, Richard Carey, and this is Beyond the Official Narrative. I have on my roundtable panel today. Mr. Blackbird9, Mr. Dave Kopax, and Mr. David Scorpio, all hosts here on RBN. Definitely check out their shows if you have not. And I was just pivoting a bit here uh, over to this topic, uh, the newest move by the FDA, evidently. Medical research without informed consent, now allowed by the FDA. I'm going to reread that one excerpt because I have a couple other quotes to quickly read after it before some thoughts from the panel here. So quote, in an effort to encourage the discovery of more treatment and diagnostic options in the medical field, the U S food and drug administration, FDA has finalized a rule allowing certain clinical trials to operate without obtaining informed consent from participants. And this was issued, incidentally, folks, in late December 2023 and went into effect on January 22nd, 2024. So, wow, this past Monday. Another quote here. Informed consent may also be dispensed within a fourth set of cases. Okay, a fourth set of cases, those of legally required treatment. In which the harm from requiring informed consent is not necessarily to the patient or the patient alone, but to other important societal interests, e.g. civil commitment of the dangerous mentally ill, see chapter 11, or forced treatment of patients with infectious disease, unquote, from 2001. Uh, That is, quote, the IRB responsible for the review, approval, and continuing review of the clinical investigation described in the section may approve that investigation without requiring that informed consent of all research subjects be obtained. One, human subjects are in a, quote, life-threatening, unquote, situation. Available treatments are, quote, unproven or unsatisfactory, unquote, and the collection of valid, quote, scientific evidence which may include evidence obtained through randomized placebo-controlled investigations, is necessary to determine the safety and effectiveness of particular interventions, unquote. So what? A.K.A. no need to inform human guinea pigs to gather evidence for a quote-unquote new disease, and, uh, you know, they have the official government document links for this and everything. Those who, uh, you know, want to see the rest of it or uh, just to see further uh, proof that, you know. The, so, I mean, I could see this being used as, uh, you know, the norm. But I already and a lot of people have wondered how much they've been collecting data from you know, the rollout of these mRNA shots you know, these past few years. So let's first go over to uh, Dave Scorpio uh, David uh, what would you like to say to that
1: uh, well I think they've been doing this kind of stuff for a long time they're just now getting around to telling us and of course you know the, uh, the vaccine that, that wasn't an informed uh, knowledge at all about what was in it or what it was going to do to you or the long term effects so um, I think we're already head deep in that uh, world and you uh, you know if you if you don't go to the doctor they can't really do anything to you so that's been my strategy i, I have not been to see a doctor in over 30 years and uh so that's uh how i avoid all this stuff
2: dave Kopex. yeah i kind of agree with him on that is uh i don't want to be uh sick so i stay away from the doctor's office but um this here to me, I see by matter of policy, you're going to see every kid is sucked into foster care, the schools, they're going to be pushing and and we already know they're getting massive pushback at the injections. I don't know if it's the visual and so many people afraid of needles or whatever, uh, but they're they're already preparing for additional pushback and probably defeat of these injections. And they're going right into our food. So almost anything goes now. That agency and even thinking and saying such things out loud in the meeting should should be disbanded. Uh, these are among the most dangerous agencies out there, part and parcel to the problem that we have. And, you know, some things are just too broken to fix. And our FDA may very well be one of those things. Uh, this is built to be abused. and it And they're... They're greasing the skids to put things right in our food. I think this is uh, only partially about uh, vaccinations and testing. I I think this is just greasing the skids for greater tyranny.
0: I'm afraid you may be right. It's completely engineered uh, serfs uh, for their uh, will. Blackbird.
3: Oh, great points. And again, you know, just getting into the mindset of our adversary and how they see us. And this week, I don't know if you caught it, but there was a clip at a TED talk of, you know, public, uh, what do they call him? Public philosopher Noah Harari in Israel, you know. But, you know, he is the voice of the. World Economic Forum endgame of, you know, this post-free will society where artificial intelligence is making the right, the right decisions for you based on who you are in this prism we have developed, this Noahide prism, you know, good goy, bad goy. And he goes on about how human rights is just a story. And it's not real, but everybody has been made to believe in it, and they have no such illusions, right? So they're operating out of this beyond good and evil, like the Kafka novel, you know, we're above good and evil, and you people are still stuck in this, you know, left-right paradigm thinking these white coats of Baphomet and like the rest of the panel I haven't let a white coat of Baphomet touch me since 911 right uh, and I try my best but for those who don't know one of the services of our good services and solutions here at North Kakalaki trading posts for all creatures great and small is trying to keep my elder cares alive, while they are being treated by these white coats of Baphomet. Uh, and you just see you know, that they have weaponized, a, it's a full court press. You know, they have flooded the zone with this. They're intransigent. And you know, the medical syndicate is just one of the things they have weaponized. And you know, that Benjamin Netanyahu keeps a trophy of a syringe. On his desk as a war trophy, should you know, terrify you that he's best friends with all the CEOs of these hardcore Maccabee Zionists? You know, drug companies. Yeah, they're all controlled by Jewish interests, right? And they're hardcore Zionists, and they're the ones that are saying you don't have a right to turn away this medicine because we're in a state of emergency because we said so. And so this is that, you know, uh, Rex 84 type thing. Is you can convince the people this is an emergency situation, all rights, and everything goes out the window. And this is what we are. And always remember when something is FDA approved, it does not mean that safety science has been done. It just means a business deal has been made. So back to you.
0: It has been said uh, more than once that an approach for a, a single world religion, you know, unifying a globalist world religion, would not have much of any spiritual uh, component. Uh, certainly not in an afterlife sense. Uh, it would be a very much materialistic. Uh, if, if anything, worshiping the system, uh, and more importantly, perhaps, the system's technology. You know? So this technocracy of potential transhumanism and potential life extension technology as, as the ultimate goal, goal. And this Noah Harari is kind of like a, uh, an esoteric spiritual leader for this new global uh, religion. And so he has to tear down uh, free will and morality uh, so that, you know, just uh, a survival of the fittest a justification can be encouraged to thrive uh, in this new paradigm. That's that's kind of the way I'm, I'm seeing it. Uh, Scorpio, your thoughts?
1: Well, uh, that's all very interesting. You know, um, on a brighter note, um, I think they've burned through a lot of trust. Uh, in the system that they used to have and that they they still think they do have, but they don't, uh, because of COVID, because of the vaccines, they've burned through a lot of trust. And I don't think they're going to get that back anytime soon. And fortunately, uh, the knowledge of Jewish power that um, Blackbird 9 was talking about, I believe is greater than it ever has been. And that's been the one, I guess you could say, bright spot with this ongoing slaughter in Gaza is that uh, a lot of people are realizing uh, that the Jews do not have good intentions towards the rest of us. And in fact, they actually want to kill us just like uh, Blackbird has been saying for so long. It's actually happening. And so the awareness of that uh, is greater than it's been ever, at least in my lifetime. So I think those are some good things, uh, you know, to not get totally black pilled on. And uh, a lot of the goofy, crazy ideas they throw out at the World Economic Forum, um, I think they're going to have a really hard time uh, convincing people to go along with them, um, because they're so outlandish, they're so intrinsically foreign to how most people uh, think and believe. So it's going to be a hard sell, and as far as the new religion, I think it's going to be kind of based around saving the earth, and, and uh, you know, the, this whole green movement is, is has a religion. Religious fervor to it, that I think will be part of the new religion uh, that uh, they want to sort of uh, create, and it's all about saving the world, that kind of thing. And you know, um, I think that's where they want to try to take this uh, over time.
0: Okay, well, that's that. That sounds like it could be just as valid, and at least with the uh, well European. Uh, brain wiring, you know, that that could be uh, likely, but I mean, as a clergy plan furthers, you know, it might be harder to sell the green agenda to uh, an increasingly browning uh, global population. Uh, The transhumanism and life extension, at least, is something that even on a completely selfish level could appeal to everyone um, in the long run, I suppose, but no, both a very, like, interesting directions they might take things or i think a combination really um these people never put all their eggs in one basket and that's why we should not either but no i mean that is creepy about netanyahu having the vaccine uh as a a symbol of this is a alliance with these companies because i mean
1: well i did not know that that's that's interesting and blackbird made a very good point that all the heads of these big pharma companies that were uh you know part of the vaccine they were all jewish every single one of them and this whole vaccine agenda is jewish and i thought that was a good point
0: and i, I just saw uh, like on the topic of these companies new documents provide more insights on moderna's online speech monitoring efforts so yeah moderna uh, monitoring speech online european parliament votes to keep secret pfizer contracts withheld from the public that's nice of them overseas there, isn't it? I mentioned the uh, the journalist attacked, uh, who attacked the top tennis player who refused the COVID shot, died suddenly. It's an ironic fitting twist there. And, uh, well, in, in other news, uh, to try to get maybe some uh, feedback from you gentlemen on a couple of other things. And then possibly we could take some, some calls shortly. I mean, it, it is interesting how much the uh, elite do seem to uh, to hate us, though. You know, I mean, if this WEF represents uh, these these uh, financial uh, powers that currently uh, exist, uh, those with the most uh, wealth and power, a shocking poll evidently was conducted. This was at uh, Modernity News. A shocking poll exposes the utter contempt the elite holds the general public in, with more than three quarters wanting to ration food and energy to combat climate change. And a majority wanting air travel for holidays banned. So this was conducted, a survey, uh, by the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, a Maryland-based nonprofit advocacy group. The organization polled members of America's 1% defined as people who have a postgraduate degree and an annual income of more than 150,000. 77% of elitists who were asked to fight climate change. See, this is, of course, I mean, these people, we're assuming, all drink this Kool-Aid, evidently, and a lot of them probably do. 77% of elitists who were asked to fight climate change, would you favor or oppose the strict rationing of gas, meat, and electricity? They said uh, they would favor such a policy. That figure rises even higher to 89% amongst Ivy League graduates. Presumably, their wealth will ensure they are exempt from such rationing, while poor people can go without. In addition, 69% of elitists want an immediate ban on gas stoves, while 81% want gas-powered vehicles outlawed. A majority also want the government to forbid the use of air conditioning and non-essential air travel, effectively outlawing vacations rules that presumably won't apply to their private jets and luxury compounds. 67% of elites also believe that teachers should decide what children are taught, compared to 26% who think parents should decide. The poll also reveals how the elite are totally at odds with the general public in both lifestyle and beliefs. When canvassed on how much freedom the United States should bestow on its citizens, 47% said people had too much freedom. Compared to 21% who said eh, there was too much control. In comparison, 57% of voters said there was too much control. Compared to 16% who said there was too much freedom. 74% say their finances are getting better of these of the most wealthy 1%. While just 20% of the general public say the same. A whopping 84% also approved the job Joe Biden is doing as president, while recent polls showed Biden has an approval rating around 39% with general voters. The people who run America, or at least think they do, live in a bubble of their own construction, wrote the poll's authors. They've isolated themselves from everyday America's realities such as to such a degree. Their views about what is and what should be happening in this country differ widely from the average American as Chris Morrison notes, the poll results are likely to be mirrored across the Western world in a similar way to how the backlash against the elites policies are replicated in numerous different countries so you know yeah a curious uh, take there and just how extreme these people are on continuing the disparity between rich and poor and well the the system continuing to prop itself up Chicago. Um, My old home, uh, Chicago Public Schools, twisted goal and selective enrollment schools while keeping nearly empty, failing schools open. So, you know, that's that's been their policy now for a while uh, to try to continue. And, of course, with all this immigration, it just gets harder to maintain. Over in Texas, they're installing more razor wire, you know, even though we have what federal level people tearing down the uh razor wire that was already put up but abbott is uh, slamming the supreme court order he's reportedly installing more razor wire and i've heard people on the fence about uh him sending people to other to blue cities you know these immigrant illegals um some say he wouldn't be allowed to to send them out of the country deport them and um others have pointed out even if he would it would be a token gesture it wouldn't really i mean it, it would it would be a trickle, you know. It wouldn't really have much effect to get rid of a few. Sending them to those cities, you know, that that you know, has some people saying, "Well, you're putting them deeper in the country," and others saying, "Well, no, it's sending a message." So everyone's been divided on on that, uh, frankly. And then this one more I wanted to hit on: uh, rural renaissance. They're calling it. Venture fund plans new community in Appalachia to escape Soros-enabled hellhole cities. And uh, some of you gentlemen are live not too far from Appalachia, so uh, Appalachian Mountain Range and all that. So I don't know. I just thought you'd you'd find that uh, development uh, curious. So I don't know. As far as any of those being potential talking points, maybe we could just do some rounds here. Uh, First, uh, Dave Kopex, any thoughts you'd like to mention, sir?
2: Boy, uh, I think... Part of me uh, believes that the all know Hararis of the world, that global elite out there, you know, they say these things, they have these summits at their little gatherings, and you know, more and more every day I think it's less directed at us and more for them. I think it is a giant pacifier to make them feel good and make them feel comfortable, because they're not going to be comfortable, no matter what happens, that the Bring about the destruction that they are proposing, the few people that are left, the very last thing they're going to want to do is serve them. And I, I think this is the only way they can feel comfortable about what they're doing because everywhere else that they peak, there's nothing but resistance. Um, you know, many of the squeezes that you mentioned, uh, I hearken back 10, 15 years ago when I was trying to draw people's attention. Uh, to this document by the UN called the Biodiversity Assessment Report, it identified everything that you just mentioned: meat, uh, work in home air conditioning, consumerism was outright uh, named as being unsustainable. So uh, we've all put ourselves on a path to sustainable development, and yay yeah, us! Here we are. Um, but I, uh, I again go back to the fact that. We have got to cut the cord with uh, the media. They're beyond. uh, I used to describe them as useless, and and now I say they're dangerous because of the absolute uh, negative effect that they have on the public mind is is incredible, and and it has become dangerous. People have got to educate themselves on the issues and push back in a big way because the policies that you all know, Harari talks about. In my 17 years serving in conservation in my town, I have watched and tracked every step of the way how those policies make their way and are eventually introduced to you by a familiar face. And, they, and three quarters of the people involved don't even know it. And boy, there's Achilles heels in there if people will only get off their hands. And do that little bit of extra, because maintaining a republic through a healthy democracy does require some effort and constant vigilance, we were warned. Blackbird?
4: Oh,
3: great points. And, you know, like I've long said, you know, whether you like it or not. We are at war. It's just a different kind of war, and white people, especially white men, have to get their heads in the game. You can't abdicate. You can't let somebody else do it. We've got to get our heads in the game. We've got to end in the, get in the game now that we know what the game is afoot, as we say. And as far as the elites, you know, this system is a master-slave system that they're trying to put in place. Judaism... Zionism, communism, all whatever ism you want to call it is a master-slave, centralized master-slave construct. And this republic, like Rome, was built on the idea of a distributed peer-to-peer system. And so that is why they repeatedly try to get away from the white European family-oriented middle class that has to be destroyed so they can have their global master-slave system. And it's interesting, the uh, story about uh, Appalachia, you know, that, oh, this is the worst thing ever, that white people are saying we want to live around white people. Uh, you know, and it's like, I love the meme that says access to white people is not a human right. And the you know, Mockingbird is treating this like the worst thing ever. But just mere years ago, back in, what is the date on this here? Uh, Oh, back in 2020, this is out of the U.S. Sun newspaper, and it says 19 Black Lives Families bought nearly 100 acres of land in Georgia to build what they say would be the new cities that's safe for black people to live. So they're going to make this Black Lives Matter, Blacks Only, African you know, utopia in Georgia. And, of course, everybody made that, I thought, to be the best thing ever. So you see a total double standard here. Uh, in the way Mockingbird reports on these things. And it's interesting that they basically, from my understanding, that whole uh, Georgia initiative completely imploded before it ever did anything. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see what our friends, uh, my cousins in Kentucky do. So back to you.
1: Scorpio? Uh, Yeah, well, uh, interesting. Uh, You know, I I just... um Heard breaking news that that E.G. Carol lady was awarded $86 million uh, as a result of her, uh, I would say, bogus case against Trump. Uh, the alleged rape that happened, that uh, she couldn't remember the year or the month, uh, but she swears it happened, and uh, now she's going to get $86 million. So that uh, is a sign of the, or, or a symptom of the lawfare that's being waged against Trump on multiple levels, and I think he's going to have a lot more legal problems in the future as we go on.
0: And, uh, well, David, are there any other topics you want to address?
1: Oh, gosh, Uh, off the top of my head, uh, gee, there's so many. Um, I I can't think of something right now, though. Uh, uh, Let let me... I know we're all kind of... I'm not sure
0: how much you guys want to even... Uh, cover the the war zones i mean we've been covering them to death uh, quite frankly but uh i don't know it's it's certainly the, the curious i mean as to that's why people are talking about trump too i mean we have some people out there saying like even chris black who often talks about uh, jewish power uh, criticizes he's saying a trump presidency a second trump presidency means open war with iran you know he thinks that trump the anti-war candidate is an artifact from 2016 where he lied to voters about his foreign policy plans to get elected. And he says uh, Trump increased the U S troop presence in the middle East. He was the one who started providing weapons to the Ukrainians. His administration sloppily attempted all kinds of ridiculous coups that led to mass Venezuelan emigration to our border. Biden is mostly just continuing Trump's policies, except he pulled out of Afghanistan, which Trump promised to do and never did on foreign policy questions. I can see, I can maybe see him ending U.S. support for Ukraine. A war with Iran is very likely, he claims. Uh, under normal circumstances, such a conflict would be highly avoidable, but neither the U.S. or Israel are interested in diplomacy. Joe Biden is not holding back either. He is doing everything possible short of a full-scale intervention. But the Israelis and their representatives in America want the U.S. engulfed in a full-scale regional war. The question is, How far Biden is willing to go if he shows any reluctance, even if only because it is an election year, they will find somebody else. Even Donald Trump. The deal is at any point. Israel can attack Iran and the U.S. has to defend them. No one can explain how this agreement came about. And then they have some uh, RT uh, story here quoted, cited Uh, president minister, well, prime minister (laughs) Benjamin Netanyahu had said that Israel is already carrying out direct attacks on Iran and is making every possible effort to prevent Tehran from attaining nuclear weapons. Uh,
1: Well, where have we heard that? I'll I'll comment after the uh, half hour break there.
5: Okay. Ask about our one ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else, tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD 602-799-8214.
2: tom bolton for Easeoff. i know so many of you are finding our easy 4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation but today i want to spotlight four of our new products first our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames our customers love this back saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean
5: and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff,
2: LLC. Four one seven nine three two six four one nine.
4: 932 Look
2: at me,
0: Our back, folks, beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting. Richard Carey here with my panel of RBN hosts, Dave Kopacz, Blackbird Nine, and David Scorpio. And yeah, linked to that, uh, a second Trump presidency means open war with Iran. Article, a link to that with the RT article had the heading: "We are attacking Iran," Netanyahu. And RT, RT put that out on uh, the 19th of January. So uh, one week ago today, Israel's prime minister accuses Tehran of supporting militant groups from the Houthis to
1: Hezbollah to Hamas. Scorpio, your thoughts, sir. Well, just briefly, um, you know, Netanyahu has wanted war with Iran since I think the late nineties, certainly by 2005, 2006, he was yapping about it. So uh, this is nothing new. And honestly, I don't, Really think uh, a regional war there is going to happen anytime soon? I, I think all that talk is just a cover for the slaughter of civilians and the implementation of It's Israel that's actually happening right now. I think it's all a bunch of uh, really a cover because I believe most, if not all, those uh, Arab countries are already under control either through secret societies uh, or just plain old bribery. And uh, puppet government, so I, I just see that as an unlikely scenario, and I think it's to distract us away from what uh, Israel is doing in essentially, you know, bombing and killing uh, an entire population, destroying their homes, and uh, trying to get them to actually leave the country and expand Israel's territory. That's what's going on. So, briefly, that's uh, my thoughts on that. Blackbird.
3: Oh uh, well. Back first to the Trump thing, I found it very interesting that that judge uh, in the E. Gene Carroll versus Donald Trump trial uh, is Lewis Kaplan, who made his <laughs> career uh, on the original Guantanamo detainees. and This was that post geneva conventions america where now we had 9 11 so we have the patriot act and so he was one of those bill clinton appointed judges right who made the first decisions about you know the okay yes we can now disappear people and not give them any because they're now enemy combatants and then it's interesting he also did the uh Prince Andrew trial for sex abuse, and he was another friend of uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and the Bankman-Fried trial. So this guy has got slime mold written all over him. He is a Maccabee, you know, playing his part, so there was no way that Trump got a fair trial in this. I mean, the shenanigans that went on during that trial, and you know, that she was suing for $12 million and the jury awarded her $86 million, you know, just showed just how out of control this is and as far as you know ron goes Yeah, that's part of the 1980s Odin-Yenin plan. That's the cherry on the top where they're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with the new Pearl Harbor of 9-11. And, you know, Iraq will be first and Iran will be last. And that will leave Israel, greater Israel, as the sole superpower. And, yeah, Bibi Netanyahu was there, you know, soapboxing about it in 1986 when he wrote Terrorism, How the West Can Win. And it was about that time that he was getting blessed by... Yes, Rabbi uh, Schneerson of Chabad Lubavitch. You know, so all the stuff B.B. was doing was getting the seal of approval from that secret society, you know, crime, international crime syndicate, Chabad Lubavitch. So, you know, all the, you notice the patterns and everything. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they can, you know, try to do more false flags to get something started with Iran. Uh, and then, you know, if we go with Iran, what's NATO going to do? What's Russia going to do? What's China going to do? Are we going to be in that you know, great reset of World War III? You know, is that what they're going for? Who knows? Keep your powder dry. Shotguns and
0: can, <laughs> Shotguns and can goods, right? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, good points. Uh, Dave Kopex.
2: Oh, boy. You know, this is just one of those points that they're, it's a flashpoint. It could, uh, you know, they could flick a match in the powder shed there to fire things up. Uh, It's been an ongoing conflict for thousands of years. But, you know, all that aside, I think something important is happening now that has um, not happened in the past. And I hope it plays out uh, to where people land on the truth here is they're finally discussing. The differences that might exist between Hamas in your common Palestinian and Zionist in your common Jew. I mean, it's brought some focus to that. And I see those discussions trying to take place all over. But with uh, the ADL and, and their ilk, it makes it very difficult to have an adult common sense discussion about these things. But I I think there's a background discussion above and beyond the the physical conflict in the region, which is, and it may be into the foreseeable future, um, a potential flashpoint. Um, I think there is a dialogue and a little bit of an awakening that might be coming along with this.
0: Very good. And, well, we have someone who uh, jumped in, a caller uh, from the RBN alumni and uh, before commenting on our topics today, I believe uh, he had an announcement about a, a broadcast tomorrow, speaking of Israel. But we have Mr. Stephen Douglas Whitener, the uh, host of Thought Crime Live, uh, here with us. And of course, you can catch that 8 to 10 a.m. Central every Saturday morning. Stephen, hey, welcome. And uh, what did you want to announce first, please?
6: Hey, thanks very much for letting me uh, join you guys. Quite a posse of thought criminals you've got here. I've been enjoying listening to you guys, and you're talking about this has been a flashpoint for a while, and they wanted it to be a real flashpoint back in June of '67 when the USS Liberty was attacked by Israel and the intent was to have that ship at the bottom of the sea and tomorrow on rbn from 4 to 7 p.m in the afternoon mr mike gaddy's rebel madman radio uh show and myself will have uh, phil Turney from the uss liberty and and uh, veterans to to share the truth of what happened that day and you know discuss what's going on now too i suppose as well
0: Fantastic, Phil Turney and possibly other Liberty yeah, survivors yes, as
6: well. Yes, some other survivors. Yes, I'm. I am do not the other names. I'm not. I don't have, but uh, I did speak with him and confirmed that just uh, a, a little bit earlier this evening. And
3: All in right, other well, words, I'll be canceling my show tomorrow because there's no way I
0: can follow that.
4: So- <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. Well,
6: Stephen, Looking if you've been listening
0: to, you. to a portion of the the topics tonight, mm-hmm. what would you like to comment on?
6: Oh well, that was the one thing. That's what struck me when you mentioned that about trying to pump this up to World War III and all that. because that was really what they wanted to do. Then they had was <clears throat> fighters on the way to nuke Cairo. It was a plan, you know. They they knew this, you know. How did the guy know to call them back and stuff? So that's what I was thinking that this could be a flashpoint in the Red Sea again with all this stuff going on. That's 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 uh, not set up that much yet. I don't think that it's ramped up that much, but Iran definitely has got the crosshairs always. They're always saying they're just weeks away from a nuke, you know, (laughs) but I think that what uh, the the timetable with Europe maybe is they're shooting for 2027 to expand things with Russia. They're going to have to be able to defend against Russia by then because, you know, well, they've always sent everything to Ukraine, and we've sent everything there to Ukraine or Israel, so there's no capacity to Manufacture these weapons that they need for the four on the one hand, and then also, there. I, I, now, I have not confirmed this, okay? I'm going to say this up front, but I saw someone post that the Navy had, uh, the U.S. Navy, had raised its enlistment age to 41 today. That you could you 41 years old, you go join the Navy still. I mean, they have really reduced the standards of the military down bare minimum, just want anybody in there kind of thing, and that they won't, you know, take illegal immigrants with a path to citizenship i've been hearing that uh dick durbin i think is some you know that's that's what's on the horizon too and if they also will kind of hint around that, that maybe will be a draft you know for, so people they want people to accept that but i think well at least it's not a draft maybe you know and so those are the kind of things i've been thinking that well, but Stephen, i've enjoyed are, are,
0: yeah are you are you expecting it more likely for trump uh to be president again or not
6: Man, I don't think that. I think we've got the uniparty here, honestly. If they do, if, you know, only thing that could uh, is if the secession started to ramp up because Texas is trying to stand up and say, i hear and no further, but uh, is Biden going to back down or not? Probably will, you know, but uh, when he does, that's going to that's going to change the dynamic. The whole thing is just such timing, too. Why do I? I I mean, I know there were uh, like many. People, more people coming across, but now election year okay now we 'll do it, and you know there there is a lot at play, so i don 't think that it's uh just uh, an, th- that it 's already been war gamed out kind of that the games you know they, they 've trunched the numbers, so i don 't know what which way it 'll go I think that trump. And I disagree. Uh, I mean, I think he was. There's no way Biden won that twenty. You know, you, you, you saw if if they counted people who actually voted. You know, it, it's no doubt that it was it was Trump. And they way they went about it, in our face in the middle of the night, kind of thing. I mean, I think that that t- that they would do that again i mean i don't think they'll give up power that that, that easily i think that uh mm. they mean to rule like uh, as a as the as the party kind of chinese model style here that that okay. they have so many people coming in illegally that they'll find a way to vote them and and that that's what will probably happen i definitely could be wrong but that's just my thought
0: well let's hear uh some rotation from the panel and yeah stick around if you want sir uh david Scorpio, uh, what what else would you like to uh, cite now, sir?
1: Well, uh, you know, it's interesting that the whole region was under the auspices of the Ottoman Empire for like 600 years, and the problems really didn't begin there in earnest until Israel was created. I, I, I do believe that Israel, part of the reason it was created was to make a problem that can't be solved. Uh, you know, of course, the, the Rothschilds bankrolled the whole operation, uh, beginning with the Balfour Declaration, and, uh, you know, that's been the, it, it was, that region was actually amazingly peaceful. Everybody seemed to get along quite well in Palestine, that's what it was called, uh, under the, what it was, after after World War One. of course, they broke apart the Ottoman Empire and split all these artificial countries up, uh, and, you uh, but everyone seemed to get along quite well until Israel was founded. And uh, I think it's important to remember that because the Zionists always love to say, well, this has been going on for thousands of years. But uh, it's the Jews, the Zionists, that have been the cause of all the problems. Well, David, and, dear, uh,
0: David, can we clarify? I mean, and for my sake as well as others, I mean, people sometimes get some of these things confused a bit and they talk about uh, Hitler and uh, and the transfer agreement, but of course we had the Balfour Declaration long before that. I mean, so could could you uh, delineate the difference of what went into effect with the Balfour Declaration and began, and then what changed or was added with the transfer agreement?
1: Well, the Balfour Declaration was just simply saying that the British Empire supports the idea, or the British government supported the idea of the creation of a Jewish state. So of all people, they sent a letter to Lord Rothschild uh, to uh, put the ball in his court, so to speak. Uh, but as far as the transfer agreement goes, you know, Hiller wanted the Jews out of Germany. That was his goal: is to get them out of Germany. Uh, and so, uh, sending him there seemed like a good idea, I guess. Or that's what you know uh, he was. His short-term solution was, of course, that doesn't really fit very well with the idea that he wanted to holocaust everybody. Uh, it's, it's kind of contradictory there, uh, but uh, it, it, those are the, basically that's the the short version of, of the whole situation. I would say, Blackbird.
3: Oh, great point. So You know, I go back to uh, the beginning of the Zabatean movement with Zabatai Zevi in 1666, laying out even back then how they were going to tear apart the Ottoman Empire and the creation of the Dome and the Young Turks as these crypto-Jews that would pretend to have converted to either Christianity or Islam to infiltrate and corrupt the systems from the inside. And so you had the Dome undermining the Ottoman Empire for a very long time, before World War 1 so they were already softened up so in World War 1 it was you know easy for this to happen and that was part of the Balfour agreement was uh they were lo- British were losing and the Jews went to the British and said if you will give us Palestine after the Ottoman Empire is destroyed we will bring the Americans into the war and lo and behold you know the Americans got drug into World War 1 and yeah, that laid the foundation of Palestine. And then once they got that beachhead, they waged war on the British and Americans as well as the Egyptians there uh, to run them out. And this was the terrorism of the King David Hotel and the you know, Operation Susanna, the Levon affair, et cetera, where they were waging war now on Britain to run the British out. So the British left, and that was the beginning of the independence of the criminal state of Israel. Uh, you know, flash forward. You know that they want an ethno state for themselves, but yet they're pushing the you know, destruction of every white nation through this Kalergi plan, Cloward Piven plan, immigration. And side note is, Mr. Sam Malia in the UK just got convicted this week for putting up flyers that said it's okay to be white. And, uh, you know, basically that was it, but uh, they have found him guilty of inciting racial hatred under these new kangaroo laws of, you know, equality that are in the UK from the same usual suspects. So it's interesting that, you know, the G- Jews demand an ethno state for themselves, but demand that every white nation just stand down and any person... That stands up to them is going to get Graham harded in these uh, kangaroo courts in the UK, just like you know the January Sixers and the Charlottesville people got ramrodded in uh, you know in these kangaroo trials of these activist Marxist judges and juries. So back to you, Mr. Kopex
2: Yeah, I guess I'm reminded a little bit of um, what Doctor Shiva is most noted for. In his uh, research in in systems management. And this is a set of systems that were bathed in from the globalist networks, whether they uh, be of organized Jewish uh, sources or not. It's a system of management tools or weapons that have been put into place that um, are being used to manage us a lot of policy and regulatory uh, tools that are put in place, not because there's an outcry. um, And and it's not foisted by a specific um, element either. I I think there are various elements uh, vying for positioning as the supreme globalist, I guess, out there. And, you know, these are not people of God. And one thing I'll tell you is they will cannibalize each other they will try to one-up each other they uh, will use those systems that are in place they're all using the same tools the same weapons if you will as part of the same system so i look at it in that respect and then i associate my anger my resistance to those elements that foster that skeleton around us all right and some of them are uh, Jewish elements, and some of them are not. All I know is they are ungodly sources when the where the tires meet the road, in that we have got to try our damnedest to recognize and identify the systems, those tethers. Um, we, a lot of times what gets the most lip service out there, especially on social media, are the symptoms, the visible symptoms. Um, I, I think as patriots we've got to drill deeper recognize uh have more situational awareness at the system that's been built
0: well steven okay well you've heard a good round from the panel after your comments so uh what would you like to add to that
6: well that is horrifying to think of that poor guy just for saying it's okay to be white what Incitement to what? To hatred or violence? Just for? I mean, I, I did saw see something posted about that. I didn't realize that was exactly what they that it, uh, they were uh, convicted of. But I don't know, man. It, it, it does not bode well. You see that uh, that just saying that uh, you're as good as anyone else now is a hate crime if you're white i mean come on is that just that's insane and i mean if that's happening uh, there i'm sure it'll happen other places too was it you said uk that the ireland has these laws now too so uh that that uh, that's not good that that has to stop, man. I don't know. I, 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 That's the thing that really struck me the most what you guys were talking about. Although the warfare, I, I do worry about that ramping up. That they, the, you know, you know, a healthy war means a healthy state. If they can get a good war going, it was like I agree that that uh, Israel was created to give them a permanent causes belli for the, you know, the masters of war to have a way to always ramp it up somehow. I mean, well, that, Stephen, that that was established I, for that reason. Yes, sir. Go ahead. And Stephen,
0: I know I, I kind of sound like I flip flop from day to day with the different talking points and and, um, you know, guests interacting with on um, the likelihood of war with Iran. Uh, I, as far as, you know, a real concern, I mean, I think if they are planning for the U.S. to take a dive, those at the very top who know we couldn't win it, uh, if, if Iran still does indeed maintain the allies uh, we think it has, that, then then. Yeah, then maybe it could happen, but you know it might just be a lot of saber rattling and distraction mm-hmm. from other things. Keep keep you uh, loyal to your federal government mm-hmm. in these times uh, by you know being afraid of war with Iran, af- afraid of like you know uh, Chinese uh, fighting age men coming across the southern border. Uh, you know, may have a, a military effort. Uh, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of fear of propaganda. Uh, that gets you to love the federal government for all its flaws because you need its military to you know to protect you. So, I mean, the, the fear of war with Iran, sure, maybe Netanyahu is really, I mean, RT has the story on that. But as far as the U.S. really, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. That is true, though. If Iran were to do it, we are obligated to defend them, even if it's a suicide mission. Again, with China manufacturing everything these days, I don't see how... Um, unless they kept shipping us everything we needed, you know.
6: <laughs> well, it's insane, and if it, it, that kind of event could push, uh, although the problem I see is a lot of these people that are the, the especially the GOP that are fighting back finally against the immigration are going to be pro war too. Uh, but you know this this. <sighs> The two events happening simultaneously are interesting. They they give a lot of uh, possibilities for for things to go a lot of different ways with the the, the border and the states siding together and, and that coming to a head and the war ramping up and and the election all at the same time. Yeah. I expect a purple swan, you know, purple swan event, who knows, something that they can blame us for and and declare some kind of emergency to come after Whitey. I mean, just like look what's going on. I think that's anything they could do along those lines, as well as to solidify this immigration coming in and to split the country about this, too, because I saw the leftists going crazy about this, you know, that they're actually going to try to stop. Uh, illegals coming across the border. Come on, it's like, it, it yeah, I don't know. Well,
0: Go look ahead, forward sir. to that tomorrow. Uh, you being part of it as well, and and those Liberty survivors, Stephen and Mike Gaddy. Oh, well, yes,
6: yes. Thanks very much for letting me uh, to plug it. Now, y'all, please support right. RBN. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all. All you listeners, I love RBN. Thanks very much. Great, great, great show tonight. Thank you.
0: Indeed, indeed. And yeah, I mean, I didn't even uh, try to open the phones because it just seemed like we had so much even between us to discuss and i didn't see any organically jump on uh you know early enough to... well thank you so much dave kopax uh, it was a pleasure as always sir
2: well thank you for the invite I had a great time and uh look forward to doing this again we'll talk to you soon guys thank you
0: blackbird nine likewise it was a pleasure as always
3: thank you so much for having me on the show and yes please 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 support RBN keep shows like this on the air and I hope everyone has a great weekend and I'll see you
0: Saturday night at the snack shack yeah no, i have been looking forward to your show and Dave's show and David Scorpio your show as well sir uh, Sunday I mean do you think war with Iran is at all possible David
1: anything's possible at this point guys no question mm-hmm. about that but I think it's unlikely in the short term
0: well thanks as always Scorpio look forward to your Sunday podcast right, folks please support us at republicbroadcasting.org go to that donate page and please help us out get us over the hump it's been a pretty rough time but you're not going to get any uncensored content like this diversity of opinions true diversity here at RPN the canary in the coal mine of free speech anywhere else out there And if we go down to free speech as a whole, we'll be sure soon follow. So please support us so that we will speak again soon and transcend the construct. Regards.